0: or worked hard to get something or achieve something you desperately desired. It could be like an item, a holiday, a promotion, a reputation, some level of status, a business idea, a degree or education, or even a nice pair of shoes. I mean, most of us would have something that we've worked hard for, right? Like, kind of tunnel vision, so to speak. For me, as I was thinking about this question myself, when I was, um, I guess, end of high school, going into uni, I got this vision that I wanted to be a trumpet player and be, you know, I loved movie music and I could just imagine myself playing um, trumpet in these beautiful big movie music scores. And so I decided that that's what I was going to do. And what did I do? What did it take? I spent hours practicing my trumpet. I spent loads of my money and my parents' money on lessons and learning and how to do that. I gave up a whole lot of things. Like I would often, you know, if I had a concert or an opportunity to play, I wouldn't go out with my friends. I would go and do that. Or I'd go and see concerts of the Sydney Symphony Orchestra, and pay money to, to do that. I, would, I, I was really so, um, I guess, focused on this that I was doing whatever it took to get, I guess, get to this goal, which I was aiming at at the time. And I guess, for you, what did it take for you to get or to try and get what you were achieving for? Determination, resolve, perseverance, focus, sacrifice. These are the things that it takes to achieve, I guess, these things that we want or that we desire, you know, or that, you know, it takes up maybe saving a whole bunch of money. Imagine doing that, achieving your goals, getting to that point, and then deciding to give it all up. And I guess the begs the question, well, If you're going to do that, what would be worth giving all that up for? In these two passages that we've read today from the scriptures, this is kind of something that's sitting there. It's a, a willingness to lay down what has been worked so hard for for something else. I mean, we heard that story of Paul giving his autobiography kind of thing of all the things that he achieved And he worked for. But then that point of where he was willing to give that up. Or that story we heard at the beginning of Mary, where she takes that, you know, this picture of her anointing Jesus' feet with this expensive perfume. And I guess that idea that they're willing to give these things up for Jesus has stood out to me a lot. I mean, even what were they really willing to give up? Paul goes through and gives his heritage. You know, he was like, I was born, uh, you know, of this tribe of Israel, a Hebrew of Hebrews. You know, he he says in regards to the law, he was a a Pharisee. And, you know, to be a Pharisee, it took a a lot of study and a lot of um, determination and a lot of work behind the scenes to get to that point. As for zeal, as for passion, he was super passionate, so much so that he was willing to persecute the church because he thought his order was in danger. And even just his determination to live out the laws of God. But what does he say? That he considers them all loss. He's willing to give up all this pedigree, heritage, study, passion, All this stuff that he's poured his heart to into, even his reputation. And what about Mary in this other story? Well, firstly, there's the expensive perfume. Now, she was from a town called Bethany, which could be interpreted as house of the afflicted or the poor. So possibly they weren't the most the the richest people in the world, the people that lived in Bethany. In fact, They weren't in Jerusalem, this kind of a town, just outside Jerusalem. They couldn't afford to live in in town. It was more like they had to live on the outskirts or just outside. So he makes you think that probably this perfume was reasonably an expensive thing, and even a a very expensive thing for her and her family. She's willing to pour it out on Jesus' feet. But also, what about the action that she's taking? She's there anointing his feet and wiping it with her hair. This is not, you know, firstly, especially to the Jews, the feet were the dirty place of a person. It was like a filthy kind of job. And even that she's got her hair out and, you know, it's probably not the most, I don't know, um, trying to think of the word, but, you know, the most proper kind of action. And here's, so she is here, laying down even her own reputation at the feet of Jesus, putting herself in a place of ridicule, which is exactly what happens, isn't it, as Judas speaks up. So both Paul and Mary in these situations are willing to give up so much. But it's not about what they're willing to give up for me. It's the question is, Why? would they be willing to give all that up? What is it that drives them to do this? This stuff that they worked so hard for. It's not like actually anyone ever said that this is what you need to do or it just says, or that they went, well, Jesus said so, so I should. It's not like they're thinking it's just a nice idea. It's, there's this drive for something in them. There's a focus There's something very deep and significant that has captured their heart. You don't take these kind of actions or radically change your life like they have for nothing. And, you know, even one of these factors, these sort of factors is what gives such credibility to the early church because they did have such a lot on the line to give up. And, you know, they're and even their actions before, to how the transformation that happened really gives a lot of credibility to these early church uh, leaders. So it does beg that question, why would they go to such great lengths? Why would they give up so much? What is it that they are seeking? Well, Paul says, I consider everything, all that stuff that i worked so hard for, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, knowing Jesus. There's a difference between knowing about someone and knowing someone. There's a lot of people out there that know the stories and the sayings of Jesus, but don't necessarily have a proper relationship with Jesus. And this sense that Paul is saying, oh, I'm, the thing that I desire most is this knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Having this relationship with him. Knowing his power. And knowing that through the good and through the bad. And knowing that there's... Even eternal rewards for this you might have heard that saying don't meet your heroes because you're always going to be disappointed I mean that's the fear isn't it if you have an interest in somebody or you've heard a lot about them or have a decent respect for someone that if you really met them would you be let down I mean I love reading biographies I love reading and hearing interviews with people and hearing people's stories especially, you know, people that have done interesting things. And, you know, it's great to hear how they got there and how they, what was their journey. But then you do wonder, if you met them in real life, what would they be like? Will they match up to the hype or not? And you do hear stories of people that, that do, in a sense, meet their celebrity heroes and then get disappointed on the other end. But then there's this sense of Paul and Mary. They have, we're getting a glimpse in, I guess, in a picture behind the hype, so to speak. And not only do they appreciate Jesus, respect him, they want more. There's hunger, there's a drive to get closer and to go deeper in relationship with him. It's like they're telling us it's beyond good. It's better than you could ever imagine. And I get the feeling like they have this picture of Jesus that is stronger and deeper than I know. I mean, I've had some high times. I've had some significant moments with Jesus in my life, from the simple to even the life-altering. But I still sense that Paul and Mary have an even greater insight and still have this appetite for more. So I'm a little bit like, I'll have a bit what they're having. I need to get me some of that, right? So how do we get this? How do we... Have the same hunger, the same desire. Jesus tells a parable in Matthew 13. Well, it's kind of two really little parables. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. I guess this is a picture for me. Is, is Jesus for you something of great value? Is he like a treasure that you've found? Something precious, something worth giving everything up for? And I guess one of the things I, I'm really praying for is not necessarily to say you need to give up everything to connect with Jesus, but my, the thing I want for us, is to have that picture of Jesus, that desire, that hunger for more. In the Christian calendar, we're in a season that's called Lent, which the idea of this is a sense of remembrance, but also a sense of giving something up to have a greater connection with Jesus. And though, I guess, this would be week five of Lent, doesn't mean if you haven't been doing the whole Lent season that you can't, in a sense, do that. And maybe something you could do is to, in a sense, even just give up some time and to pray for a greater picture of Jesus in your own life. To pray for a greater hunger, a greater desire, a greater focus. And I believe that as that happens, then that desire for sacrifice will come along in in itself. But first, we need the picture. It's not just about doing the action. It's about having that vision of who Jesus is. And I guess the desire to know him even more. You know, Jesus had a picture of a kingdom that would fix a broken world. That led him to make a great sacrifice. He put all the fame and notoriety he'd built all on the line. And then even his own life to gain something for us that is beyond anything we could dream or imagine. Will you join me and pray for a greater picture of Jesus and his kingdom today? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would fill our minds and fill our hearts with something that we cannot see at this moment, something beyond what we can see. Lord, I pray that you would give us a hunger, a desire to know you more. Give us a hunger and desire to experience you more. Lord, Lord, Help us to go beyond just the stories and the sayings that we know to a deep, heartfelt connection with the Savior of the world. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you would indeed work in our spirit, in our hearts, in our minds. Give us this picture today and lead us from there. I pray in Jesus' name.